Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hope you got your coffee. Hopefully you had your morning walk and you're feeling nice and relaxed. Ready to start the week off right with only stupid answers. Oh yeah. This is Sam's voice and joining this voice as always as voices intertwine as they always do is DJ Woldridge. Hello, voice. my name is DJ Woldridge. He's doing a is a monster truck voice mm-hmm. or doing is a that different wrestler bit. voice? He's doing a different bit. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Bone saw is ready. Where one <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? That's from Spider-Man. I have that memorized. I've seen the oh, first yeah. Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie so many times. Yeah. That's Oh, so you've watched stuff multiple times. I right. thought I was the only one who did that. No, no, no. Oh, I but, sir, but I watch shows I don't really watch multiple times. Yeah. Uh just cuz it's a lot more. But I I I revisit Sam Raimi's for Spider-Man movie a lot i think the competition between movies i've seen most in theaters is between dark knight and probably spider-man 2 maybe spider-man 1 Mm -hmm. as a kid i didn't really watch movies multiple times until uh mom and dad dropped me off at the mall because they didn't Mm -hmm. want to deal with me (laughs) and so that's when i watched multiple movies yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when movies were cheaper right if you you might have uh, noticed those two movies i mentioned uh were when i had disposable income there you go yeah yeah, yeah. not paying for rent yeah 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 so now it's cars prior to that and post that uh, once Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh one time and then you you catch it when it's streaming but i uh one of the first dvds i bought was Actually, one it was. I think it was VHS. I think I owned Spider Sam Raimi Spider Man on VHS. I know the first VHS I owned. What was the first VHS you owned? First episode of Pokemon. Yeah, I had. Well, did it, it come with a thing? Did it come with? Because uh, I know when I was a kid, like I had this whole this failed X Men pilot that came with. Like you could buy in the toy section, and it probably came with. Uh, action figure or something. My parents found it in the bargain bin at Walmart. They did go. not come with anything. No, okay, okay. <laughs> Except for the other smells from the other VHSs. Mm-hmm. Uh, cassettes. Um, but you know what? We've already started talking about movies a lot. Yes. Because on this podcast, we talk about movies, yes. TV shows, yes. comic books, yes. video games. Mm-hmm. E3's coming up, so make sure you tune in to Might Be Awesome YouTube channel because we're going to be doing some coverage over there. Boom. Whatever it looks like, you'll get it. <laughs> Whatever that looks Whatever like. Whatever it looks like, you'll, you'll get, get it. it. <laughs> what an offer. Yeah. <laughs> you're very welcome. And there's actually some fun content coming out next week, so make sure you're subscribed over there. And we have our reviews for Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, Young Justice, Titans over at uh, YouTube.com slash Only Stupid Answers. It sounds Swamp Thing. It's not going to happen. That's not how it works. Maybe go to Netflix, maybe, because it goes it's there internationally. Literally, it's literally just money. They're not going to make that money back. They like can't make that money back. The goal was so to get good, a rebate. Though. It is. It's it's not even about that. Yeah, I know. It's that North Carolina effed it right you, in Are its you D. telling me you couldn't shoot that show in Georgia? We have issues with Georgia Ooh, too. Yes, don't see, we, we do. But it's not about that either. Yeah. It's about that the money's already in the toilet. Yeah, so maybe if Netflix is able to cough up a little bit of that money, that get cheddar. some cheddar. Yeah. Get that some cheddar. of that sweet, sweet swamp thing action. That swampy action. James Wan. James Wan, like you couldn't sell it with James Wan's name attached. Come to on, it. Like get he him to direct an episode. Get him to pay for it. Yeah, get him with to that pay Aquaman for it. money. Hey, yeah. remember that Aquaman money you got? Well, now because... you gotta cough it up. 
You got to borrow that. You don't get to keep that money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do those reviews, and and the rest of the episodes of Swamp Thing will air, and we'll talk um, about them. Yeah, and we will talk about them because I'm actually really excited about for the rest of the season. I am bummed that not only is it canceled, but they had to cut the season short. So there's def- the ending is definitely not going to be satisfying, which no. is a bummer. And that's that's going to be a super big bummer because right now it's been pretty dope. But yeah. You can find all that over on our YouTube channels and at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Don't miss out because we've got a fun new series starting for the summer. It's going to be a little short run thing that's going to be really fun with some very fun guests. So we don't want you to miss out. Make sure you're checking it out. So it's five bucks a month. The support uh, really keeps us going. So, so it's like a buck a week, basically, a little over a buck a week. Buck a week. Boom. Boom. Bing, bang. Boom. Boom. And fifteen dollars, you can join in and watch these live because before we start recording, we goof. Oh, <laughs> we have a few goofs. Sam likes gaps. to bring up them memes. Yeah, we were talking about Maxi Pads earlier. You thought I was going to get right past it? I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't escape it. You couldn't escape it. I me. did. I did sense. I did sense the regret in your voice once you said it. <laughs> and you're like, "Oops, pads, maybe I should have stopped," but it's pads. too late. Uh, so we like to start each episode catching up on what we're into this. Week, yes, because this week we saw X Men Dark Phoenix, which our review is up over at Might Be Awesome, Boom. which we're gonna be talking about at length in a little bit. But yes, yeah. besides that, besides that, I watch Good Omens, that's the whole thing. Do you watch the whole thing? How many episodes? Six. How, how long are the episodes? They're an, a TV hour, so it's like no, like a like a 40 minute yeah i know but it's always Ups. nice when i pop in the tick and it's like 20 30 minutes you're like boom oh perfect. you mean that canceled show on amazon uh that was great it was you it was did, not I, for me. It was not for you. See, there you but go. But season two is even better for uh, me. Wait, anyway. I wish you said instead of better was more of the. It was even more of the show. I'm yeah, like, oh, that's more of the no, thing but I didn't so, like. One of the best bits, since you're not going to watch it, one of my favorite bits this season of The Tick is they have Superion, who's their Superman stand-in. But on uh, this show, instead of him becoming evil, the trajectory he's on is what if he was super insecure so he's doing really messed up things, but not because he's like, oh, I'm going to make just He really, people, because he wasn't able to stop the terror, the big bad person, people have stopped liking him. And it's really getting under his skin. So what if you had like a Logan Paul figure that had to handle all of that drama, but had Superman's abilities like that? The, the like, oh, I got to prove to everybody that I, you should like me. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun pit. Yeah. It's so, it's, uh, and he goes to Arthur because. Arthur, he for, because Arthur is the one that stopped the terror, and Arthur's like down to earth. He's he's basically forcing Arthur to be a psychologist. That's cool. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fun bits in there, but good, good omens. omens. Uh, Tell it, me about it because I'm on the fence. It's you should check it out. Okay. The the thing I'll say is uh, Neil Gaiman does actually found this out. Yeah. He has directed before, and it's something that I think you really like. Okay. Uh, episode of Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, of Matt- he, he, he wrote an episode of Doctor Who. It's the one with the TARDIS, where the TARDIS becomes a person. Yes, but I want to double check something while I speak yes. to you <laughs> about good omens. Same, same, the so new good at multitasking. Hit show on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime Video. Yes, very good <laughs> to do. That. Did he direct episodes of Good Omens? He didn't. Okay. He's an executive producer and showrunner. Yes. So there's that. He did the yeah. – okay, I can't find anymore. Um, he is uh, the guy who wrote and did not direct, but it was a, had a big hand in the Vincent Van Gogh episode of Matt, of Matt Smith's run at, cool. as Doctor Who, which is an all-time favorite for most people. Really? Yeah. Not for me. 
I don't even want to talk about but it. But he also more. wrote the episode where the TARDIS comes live, and that is a favorite of mine. The Vince Van Gogh, and he cries. He goes to the Louvre, and he cries. It goes to the Musée d'Arts, and he cries. I know my museum's in Paris. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Good Omens. Yes. It follows an angel and a demon. Crowley's the demon, played by David Tennant. He was the snake that tempted Adam and Eve. And Xerophale is played by Michael Sheen. He's the angel who gave them his flaming sword so that they could have fire out in the big, wide, dangerous world. And they've yes. lived on Earth ever since, waiting for the Antichrist. And uh, David Tennant's the one who's supposed to deliver it to. It's a very fun pitch, is that he has to swap babies uh, with an American diplomat, so he can go back and be raised in the White House. <laughs> and uh, whoopsie daisy, just general normal life stuff. People don't communicate enough. Uh, they give them to satanic nuns, and they accidentally give them to the wrong family. So the Antichrist is raised in just a regular town. He's mm-hmm. a regular kid. Yeah. And they are they try to sway the Antichrist because both the angel and the demon don't want the apocalypse to happen because they like Earth. Yes. They really like Earth. Yeah. It's so funny because uh, um, John Hamm plays Gabriel. Yes. And comes down to talk to Aziraphale about like, okay, so end, end time's coming. Make mm-hmm. sure you're doing whatever. And Aziraphale's eating sushi because he loves it. You can see like he's just like that pleasant uh, Englishman that's mm-hmm. like always dramatized in American like TV, and he's just, he's having a pleasant day. Yeah, he's like a pleasantly plump person. He's not <laughs> he's not overweight. He's got a little bit of a gut. Yeah, but he's very happy, and he's having sushi. And John Hamm's like, "Why are you doing that? We don't need to eat." He's like, "Yeah, but I." Then he lies. He's like, "I got to blend in." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, but my body's a temple, so I'm not going to do that." Yeah. And you can clearly tell that Aziraphale likes what he does. Like yeah. he likes his he likes reading books. He likes experiencing culture, and so does uh, Crowley. And you learn they, they have an episode where they kind of like show them throughout all like big biblical points oh, yeah. and history. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so genuinely charming. Like uh, they do. Noah. They do like yeah. Noah. And they're outside where like the people are kind of corralled in like a pen because they're like, huh, what are they doing? And you see all the animals walking by. And there's a great joke where it's like, uh oh, the unicorn's getting away. Don't worry, you got one. Crowley's <laughs> like, you just I got that one. It'll be fine. And then because Crowley, they don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's actually a great theme they bring, or this like plot point they bring up is that there are two different, there's a plan, there's yeah. the ineffable plan. And they, some people refer to it as the ineffable plan or the great plan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what God's great plan or the mm-hmm. ineffable plan. Like, if something can't change, it's what we got to do. No. Um, and they <laughs> talk about the flood, and Crowley didn't know about it. And yeah. he's like, you're flooding the whole earth? And no. he's like, well, I don't know about China or Australia <laughs> or the Native Americans. They might be okay. He's yeah. like, but all the people here. He's like, yeah, he's kind of like, but he's going to make a rainbow, which <laughs> is like a promise that he won't do that again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, <laughs> you sure? And one of the best plot points, there are two really good moments for Crowley. David Tent does an amazing job where he's, so um, he's in a bar and he's drinking. They can get drunk, but they can immediately like shoot it out of their system because they love the idea mm-hmm. of just, they just like that sharing moment you get to have with alcohol. So they, he's sitting in a bar by himself and he's like, I, I didn't want to fight. I was mm-hmm. hanging out with the wrong crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was asking questions one moment then I'm falling down in for eternity into yeah. a pit. And he's like, and I just kind of went with it, you know, yeah. he's like, when was I not allowed to ask questions? Mm-hmm. And then later or earlier they show that Crowley tempts Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They leave. Zero fail actually breaks the rules and gives them the flaming sword. Yeah. He's not supposed to do that. Yeah. He's one of the guard. He's he guards the east gate of heaven, and he did that. And even God's like, "Where to go?" And he's like, "Must have put it somewhere." I'm not really sure. And Crowley brings up a good point where it's like, "Oh, you broke the rules. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's like I'm the good guy and you're the bad guy." And he's like, "You're the bad guy. You're the you're the demon." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, but I did what I was supposed to do." And it's so good because it's like, no, things are. 
more complicated than that. Yeah. And learning the main motivation for like why does why does heaven and hell why do they want to go to war? It's like to see who wins. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like yeah, that's all that matters is yeah. that who is right. Yeah. That, that's not what that's not what matters. <laughs> and also the, the the design of the demons is really good. All of them have for some reason like their hair is like a frog okay. and, or like a lizard, and it's like tail is wrapped around but like it's a full moving puppet that's on top of their head that will like stay still most of the time but all of a sudden be like it like their head like their arms will move around super cool they they deal with like witches and witch hunters and uh the only the negative i'll say is um the cgi there's a point where you do see a kraken which Mm -hmm. is awesome it's so cool um because adam who is the antichrist yes doesn't know that he can kind of do whatever he wants, especially with the end time. So he accidentally brings Atlantis back. <laughs> and right. like a, a cruise ship just gets landed right in the middle of Atlantis and they come on and they do like a big karaoke contest. It's great. Um, they stop whaling. He accidentally stops all whaling ships because the Kraken comes out of the ocean. And that looks great. Mm-hmm. And Satan shows up, which I found out was played by Benedict Cumberbatch. And that was really cool. Nice. And he's huge. Like yeah. he's this big hulking whatever. He looks awesome. But then like one of the like a witch can see auras mm-hmm. and it looks like a snapchat filter cool and i'm like it, it's weird they're like we know we have to get these things right yeah so everything else is basically the extra if mm-hmm. we can and that then that you can tell and that really bums me out overall i recommend it it's a very sweet story about a friendship between two guys a lot of people are like oh wouldn't it be cute if they dated i'd be like i see it mm-hmm. michael sheen and david they would be great together a little too similar mm-hmm. like when you had like criticized like the legend of tomorrow like uh ava and yeah, sarah yeah, yeah. similar yeah but they're so it's so sweet it's such a sweet show, and it's so funny. John Hamm does an amazing Gabriel, and also the like kind of comedic take of Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. Also, Heaven and Hell look really cool. Cool. So if you like that, like it, it is, uh, and Adam's point of view, uh, the Antichrist of what he has to be. Mm-hmm. It's really sad because yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be a kid. Yeah. Also, he gets a hellhound because the Antichrist has to have a hellhound that he rides with in the battle when nice. heaven and hell go to battle. But he gets to choose what it looks like. And since Adam doesn't have a rule for what the hellhound looks like, he's like, but I want a dog. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like a nice dog, like a small, nice dog. They can sit on my lap and we can kind of like go ride my bike together. Yeah. And so it's like this big, like 11 foot tall hellhounds hiding in the woods. And like, mm-hmm. it's got these big teeth and it's like, it looks amazing. And he's like waiting to be told what his name is yeah. because then he can look like how the Antichrist wants him to look. So he calls him just dog uh-huh. and he turns into like a little t- Terrier. Yeah, that's great. And eventually, like, you can kind of see that the evil gets bred out of the hellhound and yeah. it just becomes a normal dog. Yeah. Who can, like, grant wishes a little bit, but. There you go. I wish grand dog. It's amazing. I would like to say, you mentioned earlier that Neil Gaiman wrote the uh, Van Gogh episode of Doctor Who, and I'm only bringing this up. Wendy, uh, in the chat, uh, Wendy S. says the Van episode, she asked whether it was written by Richard Curtis, mm-hmm. and then she also points out that Richard Curtis also wrote one of your favorite movies about time. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. He also wrote Mr. Beam, the animated series. <laughs> he did. He did. Which I didn't know there was an animated series. So, so there you there. go. And also, uh, yeah. So, Mama Mia, here we go again. Yeah. And yesterday, which I'm very excited to see. So there, so there you go. Just, just because uh, you specifically want to bring it up because of about time, and uh, I know you're all about about amazing. time. Oh yeah. yeah, it's about time. You should watch about time. Mm-hmm. So Sam, I'm into a few things this week. One of the things I'm into this week and every week is actually Wix.com because we built our site on wix.com and it made my life incredibly simple i was very scared to make a website i'm still intimidated sometimes but then i get onto wix.com and it's like oh you've made this so nice and easy for me thank you thank you so much i'd like us to think 
such a nice experience. That's for the ASMR fans. <laughs> and for the the, hey, listen, if you want to, if you want to make an ASMR site, go to Wix.com slash podcast and get ten percent off everything Wix has to offer. That's Wix.com slash podcast. Now, for the ASMR fans, please check that out. But for everybody else, please check that out because Wix has got a lot to offer. We're talking over 140 million people using Wix for their websites. You can start and publish for free, and you can choose from over 500 stunning templates or start from scratch. We actually started from scratch uh, for our website, and yes. by us, I mean DJ, and he did a great job. And you Thank can change you. and customize and add anything you want. You can talk in text, images, videos. Uh, Wait, why did you do this for videos? get over a hundred different design features and apps to grow your brand online we're talking galleries menus forms clip art <laughs> beautiful clip art all sites include built-in seo tools you so that can help you get found online in search engines like google and being everything is automatically optimized for any device desktop or mobile it's really convenient you can see what it looks like on both platforms which is super helpful and you can get the tools you need to create the website you want search engine optimization that's what we all want that's what we all like and what we like more than that shockingly is a good deal and wix has given us one of the best deals because you can get everything they have to offer for 10 percent off Whoa. if you go to wix.com slash podcast that's w i x dot com slash podcast and to get 10% off today don't miss out on a good deal and if you enjoy these ASMR ads let us know and if you didn't enjoy them you can keep that to yourself and go to wix.com slash podcast for 10% off now back to the show okay so the other thing I'm into this week is I finished not about time. Uh, Chernobyl oh so did I which is which is which is probably not a lot took, like about time took your time I you? listen man there's a lot going on mm. There's a lot going on. I need to watch the tick. Chernobyl's real. <laughs> Chernobyl is well, it's real. It's dramatization, but there's enough of it that is real. Yeah, so you've been talking about Chernobyl a lot. Yeah, um, about it. And so I've uh, caught up, and if anybody out there hasn't watched it, it's the scariest thing you're going to watch all year because it is real, and, the, and it's scary because you can't see radiation, and you also can't always see uh, political incompetence and mm-hmm. the red tape. That makes people do stupid, 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 stupid things. <laughs> it's um, a lot of people. Uh, it is uh, a highly political show, mm-hmm. and I think the portrayal from Jared Harris and Stellan Skarsgård and basically the entire cast yeah. is uh, beyond a plus. Like I can't, I can't praise this show enough. I'm going to rewatch it soon when I've recovered emotionally. Yeah. Um, I don't. Apparently, I saw this article <laughs> that. Uh, tourism spiked in chernobyl because of the show and it's like oh <laughs> did you watch the show uh, did you check it out well and because the, they went uh and there is and tourism has always kind of been a part of chernobyl which is we on one hand i get it because you want to see but also why mm-hmm. <laughs> i do oh. kind of want to see it but also, oh, also after this why yeah. yeah you know what i mean because they talk about that little film strip you get put on in and it, and it 
as you're exposed, it, it kind of changes color or whatever. Well, speaking of podcasts <sighs> that you're listening to right now, the Chernobyl podcast, it follows episode by episode with Craig Mazin, who runs the Screenwriters Podcast and Screen Screen Script Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, another guy from NPR. Wait, I wait, might don't check tell out me. That podcast, the yeah. Screenwriter Podcast. Yeah, yeah Script Notes. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Eric Voss from New Rockstars recommended it. That's oh, why cool. he checked out. Um, the podcast, and then you watch the show. So cool. Uh, yeah. Good. So check that out as well. And I also appreciate the. Um, also, if you watch any HBO show, there's almost always like an inside the episode or whatever. I highly recommend checking those things out because they're very interesting, uh, especially this one. And I like the effort to say, "Hey, we made a show," or because in a lot of ways it's about truth and transparency. Like, let's talk about the stuff that we weren't able to include. But of course, there's a New York article, New Yorker articles circulating that's like, actually, all of it's bullshit. Uh, no, it's not like that. But uh, but it is. It is. The, the person was very. It's basically like you didn't depict this accurately. So basically, you're the liar. Uh, it's it's very antagonistic to the show, um, and I don't agree with its take. But that's out there too. If you want to check that out, yeah, no, the uh, the idea are they are artistic licenses how would you say that mm-hmm. uh, creative liberties is another way to say it where it they do truncate some storylines or they no. uh truncate characters into one person yeah. um which i get i get because you're just trying to the story is about the people who sacrifice them their yeah. lives and their not their lives and their livelihood yeah. to try to not make this a basically world-ending yeah, event global disaster yeah um and but also at the same time you need to be able to tell a story yeah. and you are trying to get a point across of how this event in a way one brought down the Soviet Union mm. changed the way we looked at atomic energy yeah. and atomic weapons yeah. overall um, so like when you guys like when we hear like we're not political on this podcast but when you hear like uh, uh, reinvigoration of making atomic weapons mm-hmm. on our soil and then you watch something like this and this is You're like why don't this plant wasn't supposed to explode Mm -hmm. because that's not how they work they don't blow up yeah but it did yes it blew up it it's so bad it's all it's because remember i talked to you earlier this week and you'd watch the first two episodes and they in the second episode it escalates and somehow it gets worse than just the explosion yeah not only is this town and this entire area f but if we don't do this sequence of things uh basically the whole continent's going to be unlivable Continent. Wait, 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 what? Yeah. Like, what? what you, so, I think it's not only is it well dramatized and well acted and well written, um, but I also think it's important for the time that we live in. And um, going back to that New York article, I think some of the issues, it is about dramatizing some stuff because you also have to depict an entire culture and perceiving, you have to let American audiences know what people are thinking in the back of their mind when they're communicating to people within that government. Um, with us not not necessarily being a part of that and not knowing this. You, you make some what might have been implicit threats uh, explicit so that us Westerners know like this is this is how people felt about superiors and why everybody was so scared to whatever just you know, anyway whatever I think it's well dramatized and I appreciate the effort they went through uh, because especially like there's so such a different spectrum but comparing to something like Bohemian Rhapsody where it's like most of that movie you can just throw in the trash. It, it's not really, doesn't really apply to the truth of what happened for Freddie anyone. Mercury or Queen or any of that stuff. So I appreciate when, and I'm a big, I'm a big fan of um, storytelling that that pays attention to the details and the minutiae and all that stuff. And so not only the effort to do to represent that in the show, but to do the podcast to be like, hey, here's 
you know, even in the show, when they do the, hey, here's where everybody ended up, like, they, they explain some specific things about mm-hmm. that. And, um, and it's also good because it just shows that it's easy to paint another country as the other. But there's a lot of very heroic um, people, the miners. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, the, one of my favorite. The divers. The divers, one of my favorite, which the, I'm not going to spoil what happened to the divers. But I, w- I was shocked when they did the like thing. I was like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, for me, another standout was this one random general. He gets told, that, like, hey, we're, somebody's going to have to go up there with a better dissimilar. And no matter how well we shield them, a, they're probably not going to be okay. And something he's like, measures oh. radiation. And instead yeah. of like sending one of his people, he's like, oh, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one. It's like, wow, that's that's really cool. So so I, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of stand-up moments in each episode. My favorite ones are probably the first two because I think those are the most immediate. Like First two episodes? The first two episodes. Like, oh, damn, we got to deal with this. Uh, um, and I, then the last episode I really liked. I, I think the the least favorite, but even though all of them are stellar, is the fourth episode. Yeah. Third one introduces the miners and their, their head guy is so good at seeing through bullshit it's yeah. such a good way to also navigate bureaucracy you get a moment where he's like okay all you guys are gonna be issued these face masks and he's like well these are pointless because none of you are wearing them yeah. and you're literally standing right next to an open reactor so yeah. why would we use this yeah and the idea like you can't use fans and you get why you can't use fans yeah. so also uh podcast points out the gratuitous hbo nudity mm-hmm. you, you always need it you yeah. always need it in your miniseries but the reason this for this is a good it's it's, it's it's a weird comedic slash dark yeah. moment for the show it's as funny as the show can get yeah also fun fact just i knew this going into it but also seeing the implic the, the, the not the implication the uh the, the utilization of uh lunar rovers mm-hmm. to deal with this problem keeping it as vague as possible also the term bio robots mm-hmm. never heard that before yeah and i get why it is bureaucratic bullshit yeah, it, is, yeah, it really doesn't mean anything it doesn't it, <laughs> it makes it just makes you feel better a little bit yeah, yeah. It, you, yeah. when i heard that i was like Oh and yeah. no, it's awful. No, no. So, oh, yeah. oh, oh, tell oh, me all. Oh, please, it sounds yeah, okay. Tell me more. Please uh, check out that show. There is actually a Discord thread where I've been talking with people about it. Gary, 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 and uh, I've been talking about it. And so, but with that, we're going to dive into Dark Phoenix and X Men. And what I'm most excited to talk about is the future of X Men. But if you guys are listening to this on iTunes, you can go and give us a little five star review, which we love to read on the show. Those five stars help. They help uh, get this podcasting the more ear holes right most old ears yeah whatever you get it uh so we're gonna read a couple of your five star reviews i'll start uh mads w82 five stars my favorite podcast that's the one i freaking love dj and sam i've been watching them since they were on SourceFed, and when i found out they were doing a podcast together i was unbelievably happy if you love movies TV shows, comics, etc. Then this is the podcast to listen to. DJ and Sam always have great commentary about whichever topic they're talking about and both give different and great perspectives. If you're not listening to this podcast, then you're missing out. Oh, we got one right here from Munch Matt. Munch Matt. Alliteration. Five stars. Moist little ears. Check. Best dang podcast. You betcha. I had a lot of the ch at the end of that. Uh, been a long time listener, and these boys got me fi- uh, fi- got me to finally get around to download and make an account on iTunes just to give them five old stars. This podcast is truly great. I love hearing these two take a deep dive into all the nerdy things I love. It is also the reason I started picking up comic books. And guess what? I can't put them down. These boys are awesome. Definitely give your moist little ears a listen. Thank you, Munchman, and thank you so much to. 
Mads at W82. Sorry, my sticky fingers couldn't move the, <laughs> His the little fingers. scrolly thingy. Also, some behind-the-scenes stuff. My scrolling thing is different than pretty much everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. That does feel dubious. Anyway, so so there's always a little confusion whenever somebody gets to the mouse pad on <laughs> I, I smeared some of the chipotle sauce i had my fingers into it you're welcome here you go there you go um, <laughs> here it is so we're talking about we did a review for dark phoenix um and we were not as negative as other people no the comments on our video were very uh much saying that we were being too nice <laughs> to the movie but that's not how movie reviews work so <laughs> you usually get a you get a full picture that's yeah. how you get an aggregated score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I don't know why people don't understand how reviews work. It's okay if you disagree. It's good. Mm-hmm. That creates conversation. It's like when I talk about About Time and DJ, he has his oh, negative oh, about thoughts time. about it. It's like when you talk About Time. About about oh, time. the movie About Time. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You didn't watch that movie, Sam? No. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. On my docket, on my docket right now for movies, I want to now because you know I wasn't depressed enough with Chernobyl. I want to watch that new Netflix uh, Central Park Five show. Yo, good, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, hey, wait, I haven't had enough. I haven't been punished enough. Uh, but I'm coming bummed out next week. I know why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to start checking that out, and also I want to ch- Cold War is on um, Amazon Prime. That was a movie that came out last year. It was nominated for some Oscars. I've heard good things, and I didn't get a chance to check it out because I'm a luddite. Uh, what is that? Dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you haven't seen it about time. Is it? Yeah, there yeah. it is. That's about dumb. So, um, do you want? Let's dive right into these questions. Mm-hmm. If you're down, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, please. Well, Wait, before actually, really yes. quick, I wanted to just overall thoughts. You said you liked it, but where more you, than others. More than others. I think it's where would it rate around other X Men movies? Well, actually, you? I think that's. I'm glad you brought that up because Danny Boy here says uh, overall, how do you grade the Fox run of X Men films? Me personally, I give it a C minus. More misses than hits. I hope there isn't a huge delay in incorporating the X Men into the Marvel films. X versus A. I'm assuming X Men versus Avengers would be a cool to build up to. Um, so, where does it rate as far as other um, X movies? So, we've got the first three X Men movies, right? Mm-hmm. We had X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, two back to back that were not too great. No. So, and but then, in like trilogies, we had the first three. Yeah, Logan's. Yeah, we in the 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 Wolverine movies are Origins, the Wolverine, and Logan, mm-hmm. the two Deadpool's, mm-hmm. and then the three of these prequel trilogy, which was First Class, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse, and now we have Dark Phoenix. So Twelve, yeah. yeah. The low end for me is definitely your Last Stands, your Origins, your Apocalypses. Yeah, and I think the uh, Dark Phoenix is just slightly sitting on top of those. Just like slightly, yeah. I think it's slight, like barely laying on top of it. Yeah, it's below the waterline. They've all drowned, but there, it's it's. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. The bottom ones, it's hard to say. I'm going to say probably my least favorite would have to be X Men Origins. Well, I can't think of a single redeeming thing about that particular movie. I liked the. I know one part. Yeah, is the flash we got of all of them running through time and it's about five seconds of the movie it's like all the wars that he fought yeah. in and everything yeah, okay, yeah, that, yeah. that was okay yeah. i liked leave schreiber as Sabretooth. yeah that too i didn't like how he was used in the movie but i did like that actor that, for idea. that particular role if you saw an imdb leave schreiber as Sabretooth, you're like yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah way on board um cool so for me i think for me above dark phoenix would be the f- First, nope, 
the first X-Men movie, because I don't think that partic- that movie particularly holds up all that great. Um, then the first Deadpool, right? Then, so now we're getting into the good stuff, better stuff. So top ones, what are my favorites? Top ones would be, I actually really like the Wolverine. Other than the third act where he fights the robot, <laughs> the rest of the movie I actually really enjoy. That might be above Deadpool. Then, what do I have left? Uh, X2, X- X2. Days of Future Past, First Class. So probably First Class. And Deadpool 2. And first, Logan. Yeah, probably First Class. Oh, I totally just blanked mm-hmm. out there. Probably, probably First Class. Then X2. Two, then Deadpool two, then Logan, then Days of Future Past. There you go. I'll be honest, I could not follow that at all because <laughs> you started from the bottom, yeah. got into yeah, the I middle, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. went the other way. It's, it is a weird way to do the list to go from like, hey, let's go from uh, shittiest to the best. But I think I think my favorite has to be Days of Future Past because that's just. Especially at the time, that was insane. That was an insane way to do a reboot. Uh, it was a cool way to do a, a crossover. It was just really cool. Uh, below that is probably Logan. Then Deadpool 2. Because I really like Deadpool 2. And then the rest. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think tops are Logan, First Class, yeah. uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, first Class was a blast. Man. First it Class was... is the best. I think I ding a little bit just because I don't care anything about those particular X-Men. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was the introduction of James McAvoy and Michael yes. Fassbender. And you're like, oh, wait, you're still willing to actually make good movies. Yes. And that was a fun reminder that like they can still make good X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like, I like that more than the original trilogy. I the X, that's fair. X Men one, I, two, and three I are do all like below X2 that. A lot, it's good, but it's just I. I don't know why it's something about it. Like I think the best part of that is Nightcrawler doing the takedown in the White House. Yeah, it's that's so like cool. the first scene. So yeah, the rest yeah. of it I couldn't really tell you what happened besides Striker and Lady Death Strike and stuff. Yeah, I like that. But also you got Wolverine protecting the school, which is really cool. You've got the classic like, and, and I think this was a big problem with X franchises is it had it got really stuck in its particular beats. It's like you got Professor X versus Magneto, and then you got. We work with Magneto, but then Magneto portrays us. And then you got one version of those two stories. Yeah. (laughs) Then you pick one, and those are the two stories you get. Um, But, like, Nightcrawler was cool. You utilized Storm a little bit more. We had to work with Magneto, which was cool. Anytime you got Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart in a room together, awesome. Electricity, great. Similar to McAvoy and Fassbender. So yeah, I uh, Logan. That's special for reasons. We actually reviewed. I think we reviewed that on on here. Yeah, we've been doing that, it long that enough. Came out when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and it was one of the times we're like, hey, let's make this a real movie. Yeah, that was <laughs> super cool. That was a blast. Um, and uh, yeah, no, uh, Days of Future Past just blew my mind because it was a. It don't get too bogged down with time travel stuff. Like yeah. cause it's like, what can she do? She phases, and she can phase your brain. Oh yeah, right the, the, past. the mechanics of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and like they would do things where they would like, uh oh, someone's about to shoot me, so I'm gonna quickly lay down and go back in time to before this guy tries to shoot me. Yeah. And then it doesn't exist, and you're like, that's wow, that's yeah. really convoluted. Fun idea. Yeah. Fun idea. Super hard to follow. Anyways, uh, Wolverine going back in time, blast and a half. Yeah. And uh, that was a fun way to utilize um, <laughs> Wolverine in the first class cast. That was a really yeah. fun way to use it. Because it also, it's like, it's just the Wolverine you know, mm-hmm. everyone knows, just playing around with the characters you like. I saw a headline that was like, they thought about casting a young Wolverine in Days of Future Past. It's like, how does that make, 
any sense, especially since we saw him in first class. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. It's one of my favorite scenes in first class. So funny. It's the guy. That's the best use of an F word. And Dark Phoenix has the absolute <laughs> lamest use of the F word. Ever. I think we need to take that privilege away. I think the privilege needs to be PG thirteen. You're allowed one fuck as long as it's good, dude. It's so because Godzilla also has a really bad one, which is oh Godzilla. when they cover it, yeah, up. yeah. And it's like they barely say it though. They get like a uh, and then no, they, he's. I thought he. I thought he straight up. No, they okay. get they get by it. They get like it's one of those where they cut it off like in any action movie. But, it's like a movie trailer. But when you think something like when you think about something like First Class, it's like that, yeah, that's how you do it. Mm. And since we're talking about the end, and I can see why Dark Phoenix might not be everyone's cup of tea to go see. I'll explain. This oh scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the some X Men decided to be on villain side for mm-hmm. reasons. So good guys versus the good guys, but being bad this time. Yeah. So they go fight in the city. And anyways, they're having a showdown before the fight starts. Cyclops is looking at Magneto and his team, and he's like, "You better not fucking touch her." And <laughs> no, no, I think I think it's I think it's like oh, if oh, you ki- if you touch her, I will fucking, fucking kill, kill you. you. <laughs> All right, pee pants, calm down. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm a 22 year old. Yeah, I look like I'm 14. <laughs> oh wait, except for Magneto and Professor X are in their 60s, something like that. It definitely here's something. I, I a lot of people, a lot of a lot of hot takes, a lot of think pieces on like. You know, the one more MCU is better than X-Men is because X-Men and the continuity and all. Fuck all that. I don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit that that Magneto and the rest are supposed to be in their 60s and they're still played by like early 40s at most, James McAvoy or whatever. It's all about the movies. And I think that's something I appreciate about X-Men that that we're going to lose now that MCU is the overriding like this is how you do a big budget franchise which great they've made it work but you, the, to make that work you need a Kevin Feige if you don't have a good showrunner you don't have a good multi multi whatever X-Men the X-Men movies live were like normal movies they lived and died based on the movie and the story so that's why you could have a really great uh, Days of Future Past and then uh, Apocalypse. You know what I mean? And then, you know what I mean? Like, you, you could go, because each movie stood on its own, because all that stuff, the continuity is like, none of that really matters as long as, I don't care that fucking Emma Frost showed up in X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'm very fine with Days of Future Past just writing right over that. Like, uh-oh, we changed it, so it's not happening anymore. Uh, like, totally fine. January Jones is a really good get for Emma Frost. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, and that was people were were butthurt then with First Class. It's like, who cares? First Class is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that the continuity doesn't line up. First Class is a good movie. Cool, That's what matters. Coolest team building heist type scene is when they do the they go to the different mutants that they're kind of vaguely aware of mutants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of wish they had thrown one in there that was clearly like a sideshow act that yeah. wasn't that wasn't a mutant. Yeah, uh, but you get the good Wolverine scene from that. Man, that movie has a lot of rewatchability. Yeah. Also. Kevin Bacon, surprisingly, yeah, I didn't know he was in the movie going into it. I mm-hmm. mainly because it was like it was in the weird X Men phase where I'm like, I don't care about yeah. this movie. I'll go see it because um, I Matt Re no um, the director Matthew Vaughn Matthew Vaughn yeah. did Kick Ass, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay, I like that, so I'll go check this movie out. So. Also, if you like those movies, check out Layer Cake. Layer Cake. That was also how Daniel Craig got the Bond movie because he's in Layer Cake. Nice. So, yeah. that Matthew Vaughn. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that was in his like Guy Ritchie face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's so weird. This movie, Dark Phoenix. We mentioned this in the review, but it's so weird. The more I think about, it, the more I feel like it's just. And then there was more. It's yeah. so like 
it's like if someone added another epilogue to a book later. Yeah, especially since, uh, and I've mentioned this before, like, you know, Logan was was probably their best out for the franchise because that was the goodbye to the two, arguably the two people you cared about most, which was Patrick Stewart as Professor X and Hugh Jackman as Logan. This is like, it's a goodbye to these people, but it's like, I don't, we just met these people in a movie. Like, I know Cyclops and Jean Grey, but like, let's be honest, Cyclops is by far, either Cyclops or Storm is the most underwritten character in any of these X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets one cool moment in this one. It's where they, I guess, use his eye lasers as the ship blaster on the Pretty Blackbird, cool. which was cool and makes sense. I mean, you've already got Beam, dude. Why would you bother building lasers? <laughs> kind of. I don't know how it got outside the ship. Yeah, there's a there's logistical questions. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know because a lot of people are like it's a force push. It's not lasers, and I'm like, <laughs> what does that even mean? I saw, I kind of hope. Also, by the way, I trip did, more. I did like uh, <laughs> I did like where he was able to see the reflection in the car and like bounces because I think that's the first time we've actually seen him bounce his lasers. See, there's a cool. question. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah, because that doesn't make sense if it that's it makes sense if it's a laser. Yeah, if it's light. If oh, it, it's all made up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody needs to calm down about getting bent out of shape about made up things. Oh, but they added logic to it. They're asking us to think about <laughs> they it. They want us to think about it. Because then we talk about the movie more, and then when the new movie comes out, they're like, maybe they'll answer the question. You understand. But you're 100% right. It's like an epilogue to the epilogue, and it just doesn't feel like we... What was the one? Because it was Apocalypse. Then it was Logan, right? Mm-hmm. And then Deadpool two. Yeah, you were done. Yeah, Deadpool Logan, two. Logan was your Logan was your bye bye. Deadpool two was a cool way to keep going because it had like the cast show up, and if you did like new oh, movies that, and stuff, you know what? Worth to have this movie just for that bit in Deadpool two because that was literally a day on Dark Phoenix. They just had the cast together, like, cool, you're in Deadpool two. I think now. they don't even. In an interview, they're like, I don't think we got paid for that. I think we were just walked. We it's the same set, yeah, so yeah. they were just. They walked on set, they did their thing, and then they went back to their own movie. By the way, did you see, there's been a bit online, I guess James Favreau, John Favreau, has a new cooking show on the Netflix. Chef show. Yeah, did you see the bit with Gwyneth Paltrow? So funny. Yeah. He's like, also, you were in Spider-Man? I believed her. I was yeah. like, when was she in Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Hold on, she was in Spider-Man? That's hilarious. Also, probably when she got the script, it wasn't, like, or anything, yeah. it wasn't Spider-Man written on it. Because yeah. it's also, it was she has no interaction blue. with any Spider-Man characters whatsoever. No. It looks like a sequel to the end of the first Iron Man yep. movie. 100%. Hilarious. Uh, so we got another question here by L. Jeffo. Love it. Uh, will the X-Men be canonized as another dimension with the MCU? A lot of these are based on now Fox was annexed by Disney. So probably for no small reason to get these characters. Um, so that's, this is this is the end as we know it for this version of the franchise. I'm fine with that. Um, so, But then they go on this question, favorite X-Men power, favorite X-Men character, favorite X-Men costume. Let's do the first one, Another Dimension with the MCU. Let's not do that. Supergirl does that, and it doesn't make things easier. Yeah, and also, you already did, because the, the reason you do that is to say, like, maybe they can cross over with ours. You did it. Days of Future Past, you did it. You're not going to do a better version of that, which, by the way, I think this is the second time they've tried to adapt the classic Dark Phoenix story. Not great either time, but they did a good job with Days of Future Past. That's another classic, and it's like, that's, that's probably the best version of that you could do in a movie. So, favorite X-Men power. I mean, you, the an, the answer is you can kind of do whatever you want, right? Yeah. Like, it's just out of the X-Men that are the most popular, Nightcrawler's up there because you get to go to another dimension, which is cool. And then you get is to teleport cool, wherever you want to. It smells like sulfur, so I don't know if so I want it smells wanna... like farts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a like fart farts. Dim- it's a fart dimension. It's a dimension just for my farts. I'm going to go on. I'm going to guess oh, wait, what X-Men power you'd want. Here's a benefit of that really quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
if you needed to fart, <laughs> you'd teleport and you could let it out. And yeah, it, I was just teleported. Yeah, but no, you teleported for no reason. And you so. clearly, we heard you fart <laughs> way out. We heard you. Like when I tried to fart in the dimension. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't, though. <laughs> you sure didn't, though. I want to go out on a limb here. Does it click, click, click? This is me on the limb. Uh, you'd want Quicksilver's powers. Yeah. Uh, did that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's not a mutant anymore, technically, according to comics. So. Uh, nice try. Well, it's gonna be. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a mutant again. Yeah, give him uh, time. I think for me, you know, weirdly, the ones that uh, I've always thought Gamut's powers were cool. He like charged stuff up. Started, yeah, that seems cool. It's not very useful in like day to day stuff. But no, it's you, cool if you lived in an action movie. It's cool. Yeah, you might have to actually go to prison because you make bombs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, touch yeah. Them. But Mag- especially in these later movies, Magneto's powers are so cool. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I would just get in my car and then just lift my car up and fly to work. Do you think you'd buy a car? That's true. He can just fly. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, his, the mechanics of his ability to fly are a little bit nebulous they to kinda me. They kind of opened it up in Apocalypse that he can just tap into like the magnetic field of the Earth. And I was like, that's cool. That is cool. Besides, did you see that tweet? Did I show you that tweet where it's like, uh-oh, I can't wait for the next X-Men movie. I wonder which <laughs> character will wear a bathing suit to Auschwitz this time. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Also, there was a scene in Dark Phoenix where Storm's like, oh, we can't trust Jean. She killed one of our friends. Like, time out, Storm. You were part of a genocide last movie. So. I think you, you melted a whole city into a pyramid. Yeah. I think so, people definitely died in that. Yeah. So, and you weren't, you weren't brainwashed. You chose to be a part of that. So, maybe dial it back on your hatred for uh, Phoenix. So, okay, Powers. So, favorite X-Men character? Well, what were your powers? Game Magneto. Magneto. Cost uh, character. In the, let's say let's say to limit it down. Let's say favorite X Men character in this group of movies. These twelve movies. Lee. Lee. Lee? James McAvoy. His Professor X has been great. The yeah. Dark Phoenix. Whatever. Whatever fucking thing they try to do with his character. Like, wait, is he the bad guy? I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking know. I don't know. All our heroes are secretly evil on yeah. the inside. So, wait, oh, is that the what you're trying We're to say? We're all secretly evil on the inside. We all are. Even you, Danny M. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> calling out a very specific patron. <laughs> no, you're nice. You're the best person out there. Um. I think James McAvoy out of the characters in the movies. From the comics. By the way, they're talking in the comics about New Mutants. Yeah, we know New Mutants is coming out next year. Yeah. It doesn't. Who cares? Disney doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. need to get this movie I'm, out. Yeah, I'm shocked it's even going to theaters. Yeah. Just give up, man. No. There's no way it can be fixed. That being said, though, the third act of this movie was my favorite part. And that, that was, was in part of the reshoots. There you go. But they want to do the whole movie yeah, again. My favorite, <laughs> part, my favorite part was um, actually the opening scene. With the, I thought James McAvoy talking to young Gene and the way he like explains like gifts and stuff like that. It's like, oh, actually, this is this is legit. I this like this. Sweet. Yeah, his space was cool. There yeah. were cool moments of this movie. The space rescue was also cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Best use of powers, I think, in a long time mm-hmm. for X Men movies. For X Men movies, uh, besides like Quicksilver and anything. Yeah. Yes. This movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, the, it's not as robust. But the few moments he gets, it's like, yeah, of course you have to nerf him right off the bat because he's too cool. I like you said robust because that's a good because like he gets fifteen minutes of each movie mm-hmm. just for his stuff. Yeah. And in this, it was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. It's Gene Gray's movie. Like, yeah. you crazy? It's like, well, sorry, I don't want to watch the movie then. <laughs> Quicksilver. I'd say he's my favorite character just because he's he's in the movies. You know, in the yeah. comics, he's always a dick and he's yeah, shooting on people and he's like, a bad forget. parent and stuff. It's like, I think I think. Quicksilver has the best 
character rehabilitation in these movies because that is not a character I give two shits about. And in the movies, he's really it helps Seven Peters, and Evan Peters is great, mm. and he's just naturally likable because you can make him annoying. That's okay yeah. because he when you watch what he how he ob- observes time, yeah. it's like yeah, I'd be annoying too. It's mm-hmm. like can everyone just hurry the fuck up, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it taking a dang time talking? What about you? Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I know it's yeah, cheap. I was trying to think choice. of a better one, but it's like, come on. When I was a kid, it, everything was Wolverine. Like that 90s X-Men cartoon, Wolverine was my jam. And it's like Hugh Jackman. I feel cheap in saying it, but it's like, it. to be fair, the first three X-Men movies are Wolverine movies. Which um, Basically. Wolverine do you like the most out of which movie? Which interpretation? Um, honestly, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say not not say Logan, uh, except that that movie's incre- it's such a bummer. Um, I, I again, I really like the Wolverine when he's taking down the ninjas. The train fight's really cool. I think it's the closest we get to like who he's in the comics. X two's really good too. Um, man, I'm enough of a nerd that when he showed up on Apocalypse in his full Weapon X thing, I was like, that's cool. Oh, I, they're like, uh, that movie, it's like, uh-oh, there's a big threat at the mansion. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, and then Stryker shows up and you're like, he's got to get these guys and we got to go somewhere else for a little bit of the movie. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Apocalypse doesn't make a lot of sense. That, that whole movie that, doesn't make a lot of sense. That seems lame as shit. Yeah. But he looks so cool because it's what he looks like in the comics. He looks so cool. You're part of the problem. I am part of the problem. <laughs> but it's a bummer, too, because it's like Cyclops can be really cool in the comics. Havoc's always been a favorite of mine. Gambit's always been a favorite of mine. Wait, he's an apocalypse. Uh, yeah, and they, 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 they don't care. They, they just they, they pick the couple characters they care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the, the rest are just there. Fun fact. Uh, in Logan, yeah. do you remember the scene where... Uh, the X-24, I think that's just what they call him, yeah. the clone of Logan, walks down the stairs. Yeah. That's a fully CG character. Oh, nice. That, his face is not there. That is yeah. somebody else that walks down the stairs, mm-hmm. and then they put a de-aged Logan, yeah. on, or Hugh Jackman on Logan. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman on them, and then basically throughout the rest of the movie, that's what he looked like. That is a fake thing that they made. That's crazy. And it looks awesome yeah it looks really good uh real quick just favorite x-men costume i mean Deadpool has to have the best right it's a really good one um like they nailed it i actually really like marvel girl whenever like um gene gray gets like a superhero character name i actually mm-hmm. like the like um when are the, you talking about the comics or the movies in the uh comics yeah, yeah comics yeah i guess in the comics it's not fair because they can do whatever the fuck yeah. they want yeah. Yeah, i guess in the movies everyone was wearing leather numbers i do like the brief uniforms we get in phoenix yeah, I don't. I no. get why people like the Frank no. Quietly whatever design, and I'm like, this looks like something their mom made. I, I'm not a big fan, but yep, that's it. <laughs> I didn't have any other moments there. Uh, so, oh, you know what? Magneto's helmet never doesn't look cool. It always looks cool, even in the first two. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I mean the new it, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the Mecha Fastbender's version of the helmet always very looks pretty cool. cool. And in this one, when she like shreds it, like that was super yeah. cool. So I did think spoilers. she was crushing his head. I was kind of a little bummed that they didn't like go full. Just do it, man. Yeah, just do, do it. it. Why not? Yeah. It doesn't matter this anymore. This is the end. Exactly. Just do he, it. He definitely doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 I no. know he had a tragic past. Tragic. But again, like yeah. Storm, he used the magnetic field of the Earth to just. Milk Why, cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. He tried to use the Sentinels. He reprogrammed them by yeah. using the metal to move it around. <laughs> That's the part of Days of Future Past. Don't make a lot. Of, doesn't make a lot of sense. He You're along th- for the ride. He threaded metal into them, mm-hmm. and that stopped their programming. 
That's what. Anyway, so we're going to. That's the Sentinels, <laughs> by the, the Sentinels. way. Uh, Jake Hefner, what do you guys think the MCU should do when they eventually bring the X Men into the fold to make it a success? <clears throat> and what do you think they should avoid at all costs? And that also feeds into Efren. Let's imagine you were Kevin Feige's shoes. You have the X-Men universe at your fingertips. You're planning on the expand the roster for this movie. What X-Men characters would you choose to be in the movie? Uh, and who would you not want to see adapted? So to kind of like boil this down, how does the X-Men transition into the MCU successfully? And then kind of like what characters do you think they should focus on i'm pulling up names right now to get the characters ready to go there I are think a ton of the, but i have very specific ones yeah, I, wanna, yeah, yeah. I wanna put in there um dupe dupe only dupe. <laughs> only dupe they're like this uh so my uh mcguffin plot device you can use forever and ever amen mm-hmm. is the snap the three snaps that happened on earth specifically okay because that's a giant you rewrote the universe three times yeah, yeah and you broke time too there's a lot of like wibbly wobbly timey wimey like you can kind of explain that as a result of that you don't have to say that the people who snap back become mutants yeah. all you gotta say is that amount of cosmic radiation basically nuked all the sperm on the planet mm-hmm. i hope kevin <laughs> feige's writing this down you listen bub. listen up kevin feige bub um, and you, uh, the, the, the human evolution is now just kind of evolving in tandem that like we need to we have to evolve or in the ultimate comics they kind of introduced that maybe the american government maybe yeah. started making mutants that's a way to do it that has like a lot of because also when it kind of ties into the racism of it like yeah. you're like that this is this is super layered and i i think the mcu can't handle topics like that in yeah. a way that is tactful that's mm-hmm. the movies keep trying to do the x-men movies keep trying to do like the racism angle and they never like the early ones kind of did a better job of this. They never quite got it. You, you know? know what I think would help with that? I, I uh, 100% if I'm Kevin Feige, I'd call Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, hey, do you want to do an X-Men movie? Because both Get Out and Us are so kind of like navigate those tricky waters in very deft ways. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly he's – it's mostly horror he's done so far, but he's clearly he's a fan of genre stuff. And it's like I think I think that'd be a good good person to at least – write the script you know what i mean because he, he's clearly got an under so if you want to tackle that angle again which is a big part of the x-men so it's understandable it's like you you call up somebody that gets it you know what i mean especially in today because that's something grant morrison tried to do is like hey let's take that metaphor and out of the 60s and into the 21st century and then marvel was like nah nah, nah but we I want to make more comics yeah but i, I think, don't understand i think jordan peele would be good at that and I'm sure there's other people too. He's just the one that pops in my brain. Uh, but story wise, I think you yes. got a lot of like, especially with like going to Spider-Man: Homecoming. You got like Far From Home. Uh, yep, I literally made the same exact mistake in the other show we were shooting. It's gonna today. be. It's kind of tough to remember. I'll be yeah. honest. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of you, you. They gifted themselves a lot of possible storylines you can do to introduce characters like this. Yeah. Uh, in terms of characters, easy or easy. I just want to make sure I got them right based yeah. on who had played them before, and maybe they can mm-hmm. play them again. Uh, Zeitgeist, Bedlam, Shatterstar. Vanisher. Uh, ooh, who's this one? <laughs> from, Deadpool, from Deadpool 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't Zeitgeist the one that spits poison? <laughs> yeah, he spits up vomit. He vomits up uh, acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Imagine that's the guy, because like, you show him as the first mutant. Like yeah, a yeah. kid's in class and goes, <laughs> and like the skin's melting off, or he, or he doesn't melt, yeah. but he accidentally vomits like in a toilet, and the toilet melts, and then he vomits on like a kid's foot, and it starts to melt. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no, what's happening? Spider-Man, call Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and yeah. everybody got to go figure out it's mutants. And guess what? We've been here a long time. Yeah. Unshield, whew, 
there's the X mansion. You got the yeah. X whatever. Everyone's mm-hmm. got their crazy costumes. Big floaty goop guy with skeleton parts floating around. <laughs> <in there. laughs> what a beaks here. Uh, Everybody's God. favorite beak. Beak here. Yeah, that's a Grant Morrison one, right? Yeah, it is a Grant Morrison one. He, he went a long way to be like, hey, listen, all the all the mean powers can't be cool. Like they some of them be. just have to be like. And that's I feel like beak is the worst. It's like, hey, you got somebody like Angel, beautiful human being that has beautiful angel wings. You get the uncool parts about the bird. You get the beak. The and feathers. the basic bo- body, but you can't fly. You can't fly. It's just, you're just a did, bird. Did he end up being like a villain? I don't kind think of? so. I think he did end up figuring out how to fly, though. Good. Thank God. Yeah, thank God for him. If you're going to live that way, you've got to be nice. To <laughs> dupe being the main ambassador. Yeah, boom. Dupe. What is dupe? dupe? Good question. Because he is technically immune, but I feel like he's also extra dimensional. Yeah, really quick, if I may. Yeah. So while you're looking that up, are you looking up dupe? Is that oh, what's yeah, happening? i got to just All know. Right. While you're looking up dupe, here's my thought. So I, you can incorporate the snap. I do like the idea that mutants have been around, and perhaps with the current events, it's time they either get outed, like maybe they start doing because of the snap. They start like having to do like tests on people because like, hey, did the snap affect us? And people discover mutants, so the mutants are like, oh, we've got we we've been outed, so now it's time to suppress so X. It's like cool. Well, the Avengers are hugely popular. So, because this is this is the opportunity you get in a shared universe that you don't get in the X Men universe. Because originally they wore superhero costumes so that people would accept them more. Mm-hmm. You can do that now because yeah. the Avengers saved the freaking universe. And also, you can make a great. There's a great plot point where it's like, oh, from the other mutants' point of view of like, oh, you picked the pretty ones. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a real. That'd be uh, great. Out of like, especially when it comes to like cultural identity, there's something there. You and you really can have like a, a Nightcrawler or somebody like that that is not originally picked, and yeah. then eventually. Gets to be incorporated like it's a really good point with jordan peele when it kind of comes to like a story about code switching like you yeah. could do like culturally like when it comes Which guys to like you and i it's like that doesn't mean anything. we're not yeah. able to i mean navigate it means something, that but yeah, yeah it's we're not, not able to navigate that but somebody that knows you know no somebody mm-hmm. that knows and, and somebody's naturally talented as he is um so and but i would also say that i think the x franchise is so big and disney's in so, is an opportunity here that i think you do three things these are the. Did we determine dupe? Uh, I do, but I'm going to get to after. Is dupe okay. part of your plan? No, no, no. Okay, do your thing. Yeah. So three things. Uh-huh. I think you you make an X Men movie, obviously, because it's whatever. It's one of the biggest franchises in the world. You do a standalone Wolverine movie, and maybe he doesn't show up in the first X Men movie. It's not until he gets his own movie, then then he joins the X Men. Credit tease. The third thing is you have an X Men Disney Plus TV show that gives you the opportunity to flesh out. Because what's the most successful of these superhero movies? What's the most successful? Because you you brought this up in our Dark Phoenix review. Everybody's like, everybody needs a standalone movie. No, they don't. But you look at Guardians. Guardians had like, what, five teammates, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. So you know you can probably do an X movie with five main characters. That leaves you with a good 20 other ones that will probably show up that you flesh out in the show. You either call it Generation X or X Factor or whatever. I mean, for Disney Plus, do a kid's show at at the the school. school, Yeah. Did you ever check out the X-Men Evolution cartoon? Enough of it. It was actually pretty cool. The idea that the print, when you pitch it, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. Maybe maybe you, you have a Cyclops that is like the 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 leader of these students and so that's an opportunity to flesh out his character and he's he's basically a supporting character in the X movie 
but you get or storm or somebody that is able to get fleshed out and get because like they, those are two very cool very prominent characters that really got sidelined in the movies and if they think if you allowed them in if you say hey wolverine doesn't get to be a part of the team at first he gets a standalone movie and then he gets to be a part of the team later so he doesn't because he will 100 percent take the spotlight that's just wolverine's one of their two biggest characters ever him and spider-man are like the two um that's a little more diverse now because thankfully for the avengers but when i was a kid it was spider-man and wolverine they were the ones you know so he doesn't show up at first and then for people that 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 not your five main people it's a good opportunity if you have a disney plus series it's a good time to flesh out if you want to do the brotherhood of mutants if you want to set up villains like arcade if you want to like there's so the x-men franchise is its own it's so big it rivals the rest of the marvel universe Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think you do a three-pronged movie I would personally, I would just say just do a show, but they're not gonna not make that movie money. Like that's crazy. So movie, TV show, Wolverine standalone movie. You could do, X, and then Deadpool. You could do. I think you can also if you spread out the like the movie a little bit. If you did like your X Men movie, yeah, and you kind of that's like an origin, so you can get an explanation of where everybody came from. They've done in this, this before, but, but in, in this, this universe, what it yeah. means for each other, especially a lot. One of the coolest issues of like uh, New Avengers is when from the point of view of a scroll that took over Hank Pym and he's watching all the events of when they new Avengers started for Brian Michael Bendis and it got to secret invasion. Yeah. So he's seeing like house of M and he got changed, but he still looks like Hank Pym, but none of his memories changed. So he doesn't know what the fuck happened and he can't, he can't explain it. Then everything turns back and he's like, Okay, everything was yeah. <laughs> no idea what the fuck happened. The idea of seeing a point of view character like a like a Jean Grey or like a a Cyclops or something. Yeah, honestly, they've done those characters for so long. Just take a break. I don't know who you focus on first, but maybe different X Men leading team. Nightcrawler being there is really cool. Yeah. Angel would be fun to have in there. Yeah. And if you want to do the bigger stories, if you want to do Apocalypse and like the idea of Angel becoming Archangel or Dark Phoenix, or it's like you've got to start seeding that stuff now they're yeah. so big or in the show again in the show like um because i think you you look at the first x-men movies it's always most of the x-men movies are good mutants versus bad mutants so that's at least like 10 to 15 characters that you know and you're right they have done gene gray and cyclops a lot but they never really like flesh them out you know what i mean so maybe again maybe you, you put them on the show or maybe those because of those are the most recognizable ones they get to be in the movie and the show gets to focus on the night crawlers and so, although then you've got the makeup issue with nightcrawler i think there's a way to do it to surface all those characters do you have characters that you'd like yes i want to see them on the big screen i think you need to do an x-force movie i think you have a really cool i think uh domino got a lot of praise yeah so did deadpool so did josh brolin and also he likes doing marvel movies yeah. <laughs> he's i don't i don't see him saying he wants a break anytime soon maybe from doing thanos specifically yeah i think he liked the character but that's a big rig to put on. So anyways, right. uh, with Cable, like you can have him. It didn't seem like there is a, a fair amount of CGI there, but for him it's not too bad. Yeah. And having um, – just building out that team, you want to do an – every every part of Fox wants to do an X-Force movie. Do it on do it in the big screen. Show them that like, oh, while we're moving forward in the MCU, we can still have younger skewed movies, which they're probably going to have. But also we can have these like darker – movies as well do you think they're going to try and pg-13 deadpool no they're going to do r and it'll be under its own banner or whatever it'll be yeah. something it's because you know like they do adult movies they hold on to their f-bombs mm-hmm. a little bit more than another studio or other studios yeah. um 
Yeah, just give them some time. They can do it. Venom, we're not going to see anytime soon. But, you know, we'll get those. I, I mean, we'll get all apparently cool. Sony's begging them to put Venom in Spider-Man 3. It says it'd be kind of cool. It would be It would be cool. Another Spider-Man 3 with a Venom. Yeah. That's good. That's a good formula. Yeah. I heard Deadpool <laughs> being part of Spider-Man 3. That, I think, would be... Um, I mean, too, not, again, not, it makes it sound like I don't want Venom in Spider-Man. I just think it'd be weird for that Venom to be with this... It'd just be, it's, it's, you'd have to, I don't know, it'd be weird. And Deadpool already, already like stealthily like put a helicarrier in the first Deadpool movie. So it's like, you can just say, yeah, he was there. Mm-hmm. He was there. And also it's fourth wall breaking and you can get away with it. But I, I would like to see X-Force. I would like to see that. Um, I'd like to, I think most of the X-Men movies touched on the characters I cared about. I like Phantom X a lot. But I also wouldn't be surprised if I never see him in a movie. He's complicated. He's not only complicated, but he's also um, just not anybody's top pick i think i would like to see them connect the dots between uh the with the weapon plus program have wolverine be a part of like captain america was weapon one wolverine's technically weapon 10 uh so cap is connected to wolverine and it's also connected to hulk because hulk tried i think there's some really cool connective tissue there that i that you finally get the opportunity to do in the mcu that i think is cool because like red skull captain america hulk are all currently like attached to one another right yeah and technically if you want to go with ultimate universe spider-man is too because the the what mutated the spider was they were trying to make a new super soldier for yep. the formula and, and be a think, fun thing to revisit right now especially with cap not being around yeah and one of my favorite plot points that they drop in the first captain america movie that they never picked up is the idea that what that formula does is it brings out the person you are on the inside which they've never connected to the Hulk, but that's so interesting to me. That says so much about Bruce Banner, and I find that so fascinating. And I, I would love them to like, and especially if you connect that to Spider-Man, even though he got it indirectly. And Wolverine's not Super Soldier; that's they put Ant-Man in bones. There was no formula to that, but it's like there's. I think there's a there's some real cool connective tissue there. Um, but yeah, X Force would be cool. I'm trying to think. I like Psylocke a lot. I'd like to see them actually do something cool with that character. Um, uh, I think Olivia Munn was good casting, but unfortunately she was in Apocalypse. Uh, um, what can you do? Gambit would be cool. Um, Channing Tatum. Damn it, I'm always thinking about the, just all the X-Men that showed up in that 90s cartoon. I think you could do cool stuff with Warpath. Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. probably. That version of him showed up in... Johnny Thunderthigh showed up in <laughs> yeah. Gifted. Ah, uh, that's his older brother. That's Thunderbird. The different... What I say. Yeah. <laughs> His name's John. Yeah. Johnny Thunderthighs. Johnny Thunderthighs. He claps them together and boom, <laughs> knocks you down. There is definitely a mutant with that ability. Yeah. There's got to be. There's millions of mutants. By the way, uh, look like birds. I just want to throw this out there. In DJ's Perfect World, the Wolverine. I thought you said pervert. <laughs> DJ's Pervert World. Hey, welcome to DJ's Pervert World. This is an awful theme park. Uh, <laughs> in G- DJ's Perfect World, Wolverine standalone movie. He's hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. Hulk's gone off the grid since the snap. He has to go find find Hulk. And that's and so it's you finally get your Wolverine Hulk. Because finally, you can finally do it. Wolverine for Hulk. Live action. Big screen. Middle act takes place on Madripoor with Joe Fixit and Wolverine as Patch. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah, I know. Are, I know. This, this is, is my perfect world. Okay? This DJ's is my perfect world. world. <laughs> this is my perfect world. I also think it would be interesting if you establish that Wolverine heals very fast, but like if he loses an eye, it'll grow back, which is impossible for humans, but it takes like a week. Mm. So he can heal more than natural, but you could still really fuck him up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like he can just walk into like a Gatling gun and be fine. It's like he has to. 
he has to be a little bit strategic about how his healing factor gets incorporated into combat. Uh, last little thing here, Wendy S. saying, in the Shuri comic, which I'm reading too, glad you're reading it, uh, Storm has been helping out in Wakanda, and I know she's had a relationship with Black Panther in the past. I know there's criticism of that. I get the criticism. Yeah. But the idea of having a character who's from Africa that's not Wakanda yeah. being a part of the MCU is really cool. And Storm is a great character, and showing her as like a leader would be very it, it, she's a leader in, of the X-Men at some point in the comics yes show it again I should think she's my favorite leader of the X-Men I think I, I like Storm a lot yeah, how cool and would, Kitty Pride would be a good one to use too how would, cool would that be if before you even get to the X-Men movie you start seeding them like Storm shows up as just a supporting character in Black Panther 2 mm-hmm. like you just start seeing these X characters just pop up in different MC- somebody shows up in you, Sunfire shows up he's Ooh. Japanese but he shows up in Shang-Chi you know what I mean like you just start like seeding them out like getting people like hey this is a part of our world now and then and then you've already established all of them before they show up in the in the big x-men movie now here's uh to kind of close it out yes let's uh put a big prayer out there for a dupe showing up in the mcu yes please and thank you if you guys aren't familiar he looks like green bean with warts on top (laughs) of arms and two eyes he floats around and his powers include He's a very new character from 2001. Uh, flight, accelerated healing factor, superhuman, superhuman strength and durability, physical malleability, ability to replicate physical objects, extra-dimensional void within body that can store objects and people. Mm-hmm. Now, Dupe was said to be a product of the Cold War era U.S. military experiment becoming instrumental in the fall of the Soviet Union. That is as far as I can get to because mm-hmm. the top... Part of his article says that uh, he is a green-floating spheroid creature of unknown <laughs> origins who speaks in a language all his own. Dupe. He does. He speaks in dupe. Can anyone understand him? Because he teaches classes at I, the school. I think it's one of those jokes that everybody can kind of understand him. Like a group? Yeah. If you're around him enough, you can yeah, kind of you you, pick up on it. context. Yes. It's always con- I love when people say context because it's like that's nonsense. Yeah, uh, and it's all, man. There's all, if you wanted to do, there's no reason that they tackle Dark Phoenix again. But if you want to do the MCU, you can incorporate the Guardians, which would be so cool. And like Nova and other cosmic level beings and whatnot. You have yeah. the Shi'ar. Yes. Yes. And yeah. they are not Dark Phoenix. Spoilers for that movie. No, but hey, they are wrapping up Legion this year, so it feels like all the X titles are ramping yep. up quick. Yep. Hey, they had I'm, their day in the sun for a second with TV shows. Mm-hmm. They'll, I think on the Disney Plus app, they'll have them again. And you know Jeff Loeb over the TV side is like, what Hulu series can I make from the X-Men? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, we got our... Uh, Dazzler and Tigra show coming out. Yeah. Chelsea Handler's doing mm-hmm. that. How the Duck, Modoc, and... Hit monkey. Hit monkey, thank you. Yep. I think that, uh, something monkey something. Yeah, yeah. But hey, gang, let us know what kind of uh, X-Men you want to see in the MCU. Where is Dupe going to show up in our in our year-long plan mm-hmm. or our decade-long plan when he's he popping up? I think we're getting... Personally, I think we're getting Fant Four stick before we get a yeah. X-Men, but hey... I don't. I wouldn't mind getting them at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, but gang, let us know what you think. Make sure you rate and review on iTunes. That's Please the only you. way that we could do this as a job. And also Patreon. We love when you support there. Check out all the new content we're making over at Might Be Awesome and Only Stupid Answers, and follow us at Might Be Social and at Only Stupid Answers on Twitter. Check out the vows from Stupid at Sam Basher at, at DJ, DJ Talks Trash. Trash. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.